are now listening to United 96 Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. And welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, United 96 here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Ted here, John here. Not a, a not as fun weekend and show coming up for you. It just wasn't great. But, John, I, ho- I hope at the very least, minus the soccer, minus the soccer, you had a good weekend, my friend. How was it? Was uh, it good? No. I hope it was good. Nope, it was not. It was a very <laughs> bad weekend. Uh, we'll just flush we'll just flush this weekend down the toilet uh, and start and start a new... How about you? Was yours better off of the... out of the soccer universe? Did the kickers uh, play? I mean, uh, the kickers did not play. They actually had the weekend off. Um, so I got I got no lift. I got no lift from the game. I did the spirit did lift the weekend. Come on, John. The spirit did lift the sure. weekend a little bit. They, they did. Had to. They did. It's true. I think that the we'll, we'll talk about it on our show Kindred Spirits that will be on around nine o'clock. But uh, I feel like the courage the the Challenge Cup has made the regular season feel weird. The fact that also the Challenge Cup is on Wednesday, <laughs> so uh, the semifinals. Yeah, it's, so so it's kind of confusing. But hey, we can do. It's it's a little bit of a weird thing, and, we, and we'll certainly get into that into into kindred spirits. We are being told that our sound is bad, but you know, folks, I'm sorry. We're gonna keep on. Just just imagine uh, it's the 1940s, and you are <laughs> listening on a transistor radio. That's that's what we've got for you. Maybe it'll it'll refresh your refresh your feeds. It might work out. Refresh, rejoin. Yeah, maybe it works out. Um, but yeah, but not a not a good. Uh, um, Soccer weekend, not a good soccer weekend. Uh, good, 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 good weekend on Sunday. But yes, the 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 sneakiness of all that on Saturday, I think, kind of kind of uh, yeah. I am not having guys. It's been a, it's been a Monday for me. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, it's been a Monday. Let's let's uh, John. Should we just jump right into it? I want to fir- let's let's stay first. Say first for the for the viewers who have joined us at the start of the show, we're going to be giving away a free ticket, one ticket to DC United's home game against Houston on Saturday. And all you have to do is be in the chat. So uh, be in the chat. Stay in the, stay in the chat till the end of the show, uh, and we're going to we're gonna find a uh, winner who wants to go to a game and get a pupusa. Not on us, unfortunately. That'll be on your own dime. But you can get one if you want. It's part of the, it's part of the package. Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. You can, you can get a free ticket. You can get a free ticket, and you can in, uh, you can enjoy the game. But uh, John, let's jump right into it, my friend. Let's talk about it. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk uh, DC. Do we want to talk? What do you want to talk? Do you want to talk game? Do you want to talk? Let's talk other news. Let's talk other news. Let's let's, let's talk the interview. Let's talk about the interview with Jason Levian uh, last week. Sort of, yes. sort of. So what's what's you know, we on this show will love to milk a dramatic thing. For every ounce of its of its juice, and that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do that with the Aaron Lasada firing. Uh, the most public, notable piece of information: uh, there was a letter that came out uh, from Lucy Rushton and uh, and and uh, who else? Who else? Dave Co-signed Casper. The letter. Dave Casper co-signed the letter, basically saying, "Hey guys, uh, we hope we'll hope we'll see you out there on Saturday." Um, you know. Uh, it was we had to do it. It was a good idea that we did it. You'll have to sort of trust us. We've got it. We've got a plan going forward. Uh, people didn't that didn't really scratch anybody's itch at all. Uh, but then go ahead. I, I think, yeah, it's it certainly it was a reactive really, communication versus any sort of proactive anything. 
it stinks of we it stinks of a lack of anticipation, I guess, mm-hmm. from the team. I, I don't I don't know if there were some discussions about what would happen with the fans, what they thought to go go along with it, but it, it definitely it, it's good that they did it. But it's also like it's good that there was something that came out. It was better than just nothing. And but it, as far as like what actually what it actually did, uh, probably not much. I think there were some people on Twitter who said, "Well, it's good that they said something, but this, this ain't it." <laughs> no, <laughs> this really ain't it. So, so that that was attempt number one, and it it, it soothed uh, no one, I would say. Yeah. And then the question was, how much did the ownership know about this? Were they on board with this? Why have we not heard from them? It's not really a surprise. I think we've heard from Jason Levian maybe six times since the stadium got built. I would say that 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 sounds about right to me. Uh, but uh, Steve Goff got him on a sit down uh, again, a a interview that read very much of a communication staff that was like, all right, guys, the building is on fire. The building is on fire. There are no drums in the building. Things are things need to change. We need to we need to get out in front of this, even though it already ran us over like a bus. Uh, so Jason Levian sat down with Steve Goff uh, and, and sort of walked through the reason why things happened. And it sort of was mirroring what was said to us at the beginning of it, the fact that it was performance on the field. Uh, it was the locker room experience uh, between uh, the coach and the players. So uh, I'm just kind of, the, the, the most important things here are uh, they are not interested in publicly, in quotes, trashing her on Masada. <laughs> I, think, I think they're fine with in and unnamed sourcing it to death. I think they're fine sort of letting out additional details and whatever, that's fine. Uh, but as far as like what they're saying publicly, Hernan was, uh, has great charisma, very talented, found him inspiring. Our organization is better for the time Hernan was here. And he says, as much as I like people, as much as I like that we were pushing guys hard, we may have pushed them a little too hard. So the, the injury, can, I don't want to say canard, the injury excuse, the injury conversation that had sort of died down a little bit where it was like the sensation. It was the convert. It was all anyone wanted to talk about for DC United for the first half of the first year of Ernan's time here is, uh, Ernan's training people too hard. Everyone is, everyone is dying. The, 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 everyone is, everyone is hurt. Uh, and that's sort of coming up again. And they were saying that it was the same sort of conversation about sapping of joy. Levian said, uh, you don't have a lot of, you, I don't think you have a lot of joy when you're losing more than you're winning. And we were concerned with our direction and basically, uh, Lucy and Dave came to Jason and said, we need to make a move, and he supports his front office, which is kind of what you do. And the, and, and the, I want to say the one big quote sort of in the other direction is sort of part of that. Uh, Steve brought up, like, all right, well, this is one of the fastest firings in an MLS season ever. Uh, did he get a fair shake with the players that he actually asked for you to acquire? Taxi found us getting 20 minutes, famously. Uh, in a game in which you're down a man, too. Right. Uh, and he says, I wrestle with that because circumstances could have been different and he could have gotten more of an opportunity. But I, what I'm looking at is the co- collective holistic trajectory of the club where the performances aren't up to what we expect and we think that there are areas where we can improve our culture. So before we go under the, the conversation about where this team is and where he thinks this team should go, what do you what do you think about those about those sort of quotes? It's sort of, sort of in line with what we've heard, I think. Yeah, I don't think not. I think again, it's it's. I, I wish this. I wish this organization would 
it, it's fine, I guess, to have, you know, one-on-one -on -one interviews. It's fine to have meetings. It's good that they're talking. It's good that they've maybe realized that this needed to be addressed in some capacity. Um, but again, I, I think, I think Levian's interview, I, I think it kind of, it kind of falls short. I think it more confirms some things. Yes, they're being nice about it. Um, you know, we've had, we have heard, you know, some, you know, rumblings about how Lasada, you know, treated everybody beyond the players. We, we've heard, we've heard some, some other things that have sort of cropped up. Um, I, I am inclined to believe that regardless of whether, regardless of whether Lasada is a a coach that we might look down the road and regret, the situation was not a good one, and in all honesty, in a lot of sports, it's the it's it's sometimes it's it's either the coach or it's the whole front office, and uh, in this case, uh, the front office is is kind of the, the winner. Here. And Dave Casper is is uh, is the Highlander. I'm like no no all all will fall before him. Uh, I think that is. Now, 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 what I do hope, what I do hope, and, and this should absolutely be in the back of Levian's mind, is you still trusted, you still trusted um, your GM to find a coach. So he made this decision. He said, yep, Lasada's the guy. We want to hire him. We've interviewed all these other candidates. We've landed on Lasada. We got in deep contract negotiations with two other coaches. Couldn't make it work out, but Lasada's the guy. We want to bring him in. That still is a blemish on your record because you're the guy who hired him. I think he'll get another chance, another shot. I don't think he's in rough, but his his seat should be, at least I would hope, a little bit warm. Um, it should undoubtedly, it should on, it should undoubtedly be. And now I think for the first time it might actually be. Like I think yeah. I think there's no way you don't look at this team, regardless of what Bill Hamid says on Instagram and how he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Uh, there is a there's a sustained period of mediocrity that he oversaw as well, and lots of misses. Yes. So. Let's not pretend that his his job should absolutely be on the hot seat. If not out, as some people would prefer, at least on notice, you would assume. Uh, but it's 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 good it's good to see. I think the team as well meeting with sort of realizing the mistake and meeting with. I think the most important thing maybe for me is not the interview with Levian, but the meeting that um, we we've learned took place between leaders of the front office. We're not going to say much about what happened. I guess in the meeting, we're not going to talk about it too much. Um, there's plenty of details out there. It's on the Bar Brava Facebook. It's on the Discord channel for DC United if you want to read what some people who attended the meeting thought. Um, but I think I think some of the things we've heard there I think are good things to talk about, and I think they do sort of underlie a vision. The, the one thing from the article that I didn't that I, I kind of took a took a took a back to was the idea. It's almost like it's almost like the oh my god they admitted it type of thing when he when Levian talks about the spending of the team and says. We, we don't have I don't have the be, the means to spend like Atlanta. He says we're gonna do right. We're not at Atlanta's level of spending. We're gonna be middle of the pack, but we have to stay in our lane in terms of our vision, which is strategic spending and developing homegrown players. Yes. So I'm like, okay, strategic spending is developing homegrown players. Are like I don't necessarily like the strategic spending. I think you could have said, you know, we're gonna rely on hiring, you know, data analytics staff to maybe identify some of the, you know, you know, to identify gaps in which we can take advantage of. I think that would be a, a much better thing. And I think that's kind of the, the thinking that they're going with here with this team. And I think it could be it could be an effective approach. Um, data analytics is not something, while it's certainly used in a lot of clubs, I don't think a club has really said, this is our, like, this. we're going full in on this. Like, 100%, we're, we're going full in. 
Maybe they use data analytics to kind of confirm some things. We don't have a, a team that I think at MLS that really has dug into that. Um, so, but they, they did give some peeks behind the curtain to, to a lot of other, uh, to the fans, which I think is an important thing. The communication needs to happen. Um, and apparently there, there's been, we've heard there's been plans for more meetings. I hope it happens. I feel like we, we get to this point where like we get to these like alarm type situations and the team meets with fans. Oh yeah, we're going to keep doing this. And then, not, you know, it just kind of falls by the wayside. Um, so I, I hope that continues. I, I think it's important for the front office to communicate with fans, to lay out what their vision is and also execute on it. Um, so He also says, we're not growing as fast as I would like, but if you look at the trajectory of the organization, it's undeniable we're growing. Citing the opening of Audi Field in 2018, the launch of Second Division Loud United, a new training center in Leesburg, and increased staffing in the technical and academy departments. Uh, forgive me if I don't yawn myself to death uh, hearing about Loud United being a reason why they're growing. Uh, thank God thank God, you spent the money to, to field a perpetually last place team in USL that draws 350 people. Fantastic. I'm glad that you've done that. I mean, John, it is more than a lot of other teams. And I, I will, yes, from a play perspective, it hasn't been it hasn't been great, but it has given, I think it has served, it served its purpose to give players a clear pathway, to give players minutes. What? And I think, to me, that's more, from my perspective of how this helps DC United, maybe a little more important than the results. So, but then they could be doing that next year in MLS next where they spend no dollars and play in front of no fans. And then there wouldn't have been, he wouldn't have been able to point to that as a, he would just say we were doing good player development and that's fine. I just don't want to hear about anything at Segra field being whatever. Yeah. A couple. I, 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 I understand where you're coming from. Jason Levian also says they're going to build, by the way, you'll notice we're almost two thirds into the way that this show and haven't talked about the law, the game yet. And that's for good reason. Cause it was awful. Uh, but two other quick notes. Jason Levian says, "Hey, we're gonna build that that roof sooner than you think. So don't <laughs> don't you worry about that." And he also more excitingly said that uh, the the Erector Set IKEA version of the, the the Performance Center is in Phase Two, and there are multiple phases to go, including an enclosed field and additional uh, locker rooms. So. It look it's modular because it is uh, it needs to have more modules. So that there is that. So it's never, folks get the renderings of the Atlanta and the LAFC training facility and the one in Sporting Kansas City out of your mind. It will never be that. Get over it. Is that's not what we that's not what we're gonna have. The fact that it's gonna be bigger and have a facility they can play in, in the rain just as a bare minimum. That's great. Do it and then we'll talk. Again, yeah. uh, there's promises of a third DP. Not a supposedly not an end of the end of a career player. So Gareth Bale, I don't know what that means for you. Uh, so we'll see. I, the interview was uh, not like you said. I think the most useful thing about it, not much about the the firing. The more and the more interesting stuff came out of the meeting between the front office and uh, and uh, some supporters supporters group folks. But I think the somewhat finally admission of the fact that like we have we are a budget team and our 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 uh, aspiration is the middle of the pack we're not a middle of the pack right now you can look at spend not the case so you know when we get to phase three or whatever he's on that's where we're going to be at that's fine like dc united fans come to peace with that that's not going to change until he sells the club he doesn't have to sell the club he won't sell the club he continue continue to give one fiftieth equity to Mark Ingram and Yogati for no money if he wants, 
but he's never going to bring somebody else in that's going to dilute his shares to infuse the team with money because it doesn't actually need to happen. He's going to figure out a way to make he's got all the real estate around the stadium to develop. It's not going not going to be a problem for him. So just get I, 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 over that. With regards to the roost, I want to I want to get real quick and then we'll move to the game. Twenty twenty six World Cup, roof, the roof is complete by then. Okay, but they still can't have wait, that. Wait, they can't. What do you know? Do, do, do you think yes or no? Do you think yes or no? I think it. Uh, yes, but they won't be able to have a game there because they don't have a third locker, a fourth locker room. So it won't make a difference anyway. <laughs> well, they're not. They're not going to have. They, they would never choose out field to have the World Cup. What if it was? So. What if it was the Faroe? What if the Faroe Islands made it and they were playing Suriname? And they had to find a place. <laughs> then they would maybe try. Well, to... They 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 will they will drop that thing in Baltimore and, that's, and not even that's true. Not even take a, not even take a second thing. Um, yeah, but uh, oh, last thing I want oh, I did yeah. want to say this, and then we are for sure going to move on. So uh, we're not going to get into what was said, and also the specifics. I'll, I'll be honest, for the most part, the specifics were, were have been pretty well kept under hat uh, as far as I've seen. But there are there are people are alluding to the fact that the the. Concern for players was not there, and he and 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 advice was not being listened to, and Hernan was not willing to change. If you follow Hernan on Instagram, and and follow and and click on his stories, that is not a man who is ready to change. So if if the entire premise behind DC United being very mum with the specific details of the firing was because they want to make sure he gets a job elsewhere. Aaron Lasada is going to do whatever he just did, be it good, bad, or otherwise, because we don't know, at his next place. It's going to happen. Because if you look, if you listen to what he's saying right now, he's not like, I am I am humble, I have been humbled, I am wrong, I will see the error of my ways. It's like, no. To win, you gotta fight. And you can't you can't give up an inch and all this and all this and all, I mean the stuff that he's always been about. So I feel like if that's the case, just just spill the beans, man, <laughs> and then let let them both defend their uh, their choices in public. But they're not going to do that. It's not the way it's going to go. Let's talk about an awesome game at a. I keep I always expect to see the Erector Set uh, Field of of uh, the former Columbus home stadium. The, what was the name of that one? Was it, was it Map Frey? Uh, well, they have Map Map Frey was the the old the old yeah. like, crew stadium, and then you had. Uh, Lower.com field is the new one. These, these, so. these, uh, I, listen, Audi field, at least Audi is like a brand that people have, are familiar with. <laughs> at least there's that. The small blessing. Nashville just opened, what was it? Gordis, Gordis field or something like that. This is the health of that is the health of MLS right here is by the stadium sponsors. <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's not great. If there is one thing going for the team, they do have a name, they at do. least a recognizable brand as as your stadium name. I don't care really. They could have Chico's Bail Bonds as like their stadium name. I don't care. Or the Kennedy uh, Center. Yeah, yeah. The Kennedy Center is a shirt sponsor. <laughs> um, but John, let, let's talk about the game. Let's talk about the game. Let's no, get let's... into this. Let's, let's unpack this uh, this bag of 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 crap uh, that was the DC United's three you know, loss. Well, it wasn't, I'll state to call it complete. It, it, it was not of the losses of the losses. I will say not the worst loss of the year. And I'll get into the details oh, as, as to why. I feel like the Austin game has set the bar so high for worst loss well, of the season. Honestly, Chicago game for me rings. It's just like, just, just the worst loss because there was nothing even like, I think I remember the only good thing I thought about that game. I was like, well, Gressel started to look at least a little bit more decent. 
everybody everything else about that game was still was still bad and even even the austin game like well the first half was great we took the lead i would prefer not to have the hope (laughs) i don't want to i don't want (laughs) to take it all the way to the limit and then be like whoops anyway fair 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 enough fair enough um but let's uh let's 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 talk about this game so dc united comes in um obviously tony alfaro uh, makes his first start of the season Tony Alfaro makes his first start of the season. Um, Brad Smith returns. Fountas from yep, the start. Kamara, Kamara returns from suspension. Obviously, you still have John Kemba in goal, uh, and we all kind of were like, "Well, maybe, maybe John, maybe this is like the rise of John Kempen. Maybe he'll go on a little bit of a run here." And that was very, very quick. Well, not quickly dashed. About 30th minute, um, free kick goal. He sets up his wall, and then inadvertently <laughs> cheats towards the wall. I remember watching it live, and I'm like, man, he looks really close to his near post. Why is he there? Isn't that where his wall's supposed to be? And then I saw the replay. Um, John Kibben had, had a bad game again. Just another subpar performance from him. Um, I think I, I, I think he, I think if the uh, other goalkeeper has his visa figured out, by even if it's on Friday evening at, at midnight or it is a minute before kickoff, they get that visa figured out. Um, I think you throw you throw the new keeper into the game. Um, I, I don't I don't see how you can how you can at this point. Um, it, it's just for whatever good game um, Stefan has. Or sorry, not Stefan. Uh, for every good game that Kempen has, I wish we had Zach Stefan. Yeah, there's about three or four uh, three or four terrible games um, that happen, and it, it's just it it honestly it's like you don't know what type of game you're going to get from him and. It was just another bad performance. I really don't know what else to say. Uh, this team, this team's goalkeepers uh, are are not in a good spot right now. Yeah. Even with even with Bill. Yeah. Rayo seventy seven said uh, Matt Doyle says advanced goalkeeping metrics show Hamid is in the bottom twenty five percent of MLS keepers. What stats are these? And is Hamid really this bad? I don't know what stats those are, but uh, this se- if you're looking at just this season, you might be able to say that he had one good game. And then and yeah. then pretty bad games after. I think he was dealing with injury somewhat also. So, but nonetheless, yeah, I think the uh, well, I know the one stat that a lot of people talk about. They talked about this for the, the goalkeeping stats are nascent. They're just yeah, they're just figuring it's, it's, them out. Yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult to really determine the one the one stat I think he may be referring to, and I wouldn't be shocked if this is it. Is they look at basically your expected goals against, and then your actual goals against, and they one thing they lauded. Um, I believe it was Matt Turner for over Zach Steffen in World Cup qualifying was that he had like he was one of the best among for like expected goals against and what what the actual goals against in games he plays. And Zach Steffen was like one of the worst. So that's one of the stats. It's not a perfect stat. You know, there's a lot that sort of plays into it, but it does give you some indication. And I think over a season, it might be an even more important stat. Um, there's no question in my mind that this team is at least considering the idea that they want to maybe get some competition. Um, yep. Uh, what they want to do for, as far as just getting some competition and maybe also looking for a replacement. I've talked about this a lot. I won't get into too much detail, but uh, I, I, goalkeeping a, a normal position of strength with Bill Hamid, I think is no longer, is no longer a position of strength. Um, and I think it's time to seriously consider the fact that this, this team might need to look elsewhere, um, especially when, goalkeeping has changed so um yep so other than other than that in this game are there any other players you want to call out i feel like you liked a flores pass you made a you made a note of that on twitter you said that was a very nice pass and it was for certain 
Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a comment that sounds better when the score is zero. One of those one of those bad idea to uh, live tweet live tweet games uh, tweets. Taxi, not not a great oh. performance from Taxi. Um, I think the crew did a pretty effective job at kind of neutralizing him. Uh, can't I think he had one shot in the second half. Uh, he did play the full ninety, um, so hopefully maybe that that seventy eighth there a little bit. Sorry, seventy eighth minute. You're right. So he played he played he played a little bit longer. So they're. They're working up that fitness. Um, not, not a great game from him. I think they needed him to maybe be a little more involved. I think he was trying to find the game. Um, obviously, the 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 flashpoint moment um, that I think I kind of when that happened, I kind of said I don't I don't think this is going to end well. Uh, when you have point blank shots that Gressel has, that a shot he probably makes 90, 80 to ninety percent of the time, uh, completely skins off his his leg and goes into the stands. Um, I think at that point. You kind of know things aren't going good. Obviously, you have Kamara off the post. Uh, maybe it's a different game. For, from a from a pure stats perspective and expected goals perspective, uh, DC did win this on expected goals. Uh, this team continues to struggle on set pieces. They gave up three set piece goals, either directly off a set piece or um, you know pretty much leading up at, at, right after a set piece. Uh, second, the, the the first goal was of course uh, was a bad positioning from Kempen. Second goal, the team fell asleep. Um, and Alfaro is the one that holds, uh, I forget who it was, I think it was Etienne, um, on side at that point. Yep. Um, the third goal was, at that point, it was just, uh, it was a, a half, we were kind of watching the highlights beforehand just to kind of refresh our memories, John. It was a decent shot, but I don't think that is like a world, that's not a worldy. Not that's on top a, of that's a, that's a decent shot, and there are keepers in this league that can get down and get to that shot. And Kimlin simply didn't do it. Um, and I think it sort of underselled his performance and just how much the team needs to figure something out up there. Whether it's Bill Hamid or it's, it's, the, it's the new guy coming in, um, the team needs to, needs to figure something out there uh, at goalkeeper. Um, other than that, I mean, that, that was really it. I mean, from a stats perspective, I thought it, it, it was they were fine. And I think if they had been sharper defensively, it may have been a different result. If they had finished their chances, it may have also been a different result. Um, it, it's it's it, I don't know. It's it stinks. The score the score I think it was flattering to the crew. I'll say that much. Yeah, I, the expected goals, which people have either rightfully or 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 not said that that's a made up stat. Uh, they, DC United were a lot closer in it than they I think they should have been based on the quality of play and chances they created. Uh, you mentioned the miss uh, by Julian Gressel, which should have been a goal. Uh, Ola hit in the post. Other than that, was not really super impressed uh, with with offense. I, if you're going to have those games. The fact that they went down two goals at half meant that Columbus was going to let them have the ball and not let them and not really let them have meaningful possession, and they didn't. So uh, you know, I I think it's fair to be disappointed with this game. I think the Houston game is. The Columbus game, I think, should have been winnable. I think you, you don't look at the way that the fact that they had just traded their striker, they were starting someone that had no goals for the season in a withdrawn nine position. Uh, they had their best player on the bench. Yeah, their best, the, the player who normally tortures us. Like, mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we should have felt confident. So the fact that it did not occur, if it did not occur, uh, that's, that's a strike against DC United. The game against Houston uh, is another game... This this month, the rest of the schedule this month, I want to make sure I'm looking up really quick. I think Miami is Miami away is next, and then there's one more home game. Oh, they got Red Bull Open Cup, uh, New York City. 
So Red Bull home, uh, Miami away, NYCFC at home. Uh, so that's at least the next the next four games. So uh, it's entirely possible based on the way that performance went. The the challenge is that the the offense looks so polar opposite from the previous game, right? Just from just from a, a maximizing chances, the defense looked bad in both. I think I think in New England. New England, it was individual mistakes. In, in in Columbus, it was either a set piece or or. But the defense looked slow, uh, and, and not and not sort of up to speed at all. So, uh, you you got to hope that there's a win here, in 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 some of these games. The Open Cup drawing uh, MLS side in the first round that the MLS clubs can be in is kind of a bummer. Uh, <laughs> I prefer have not. So maybe I guess it was a second round because we Flower City was was the first match through. But yeah. um, I don't know. I'm not ringing any. I, I'm not ringing super alarm bells. I think if we go through May, if we get to New York City and don't have a win, then uh, then I then things are starting to, to smoke, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's still it's still it is still relatively early in the season. Yes, everybody's pointing to the as soon as the loss came out, everybody's pointing to last place. If they win on Wednesday, if they win in Houston, there's a very good chance they climb all the way back into the playoff spot. There's eight points between first and fourteenth right now in the league. Uh, the East is is not a good division um, right now, or at least not looking like looking like it's it's a good division. Um, so anyway, so base so looking looking at that, I think this team you know certainly has a chance to to climb up. This team is not a world beater. I think there is temp- potentially enough talent if everything can come together. Um, I, I do I do I do honestly believe that there there this is not a completely you know worthless team there are some there are some very decent to very good players it's just a matter of whether it of whether it comes together um i i look at this as a bad game i hope it's not a it's not a trend houston i think is a good opportunity for us to pick up a win maybe get some of that momentum back um as we head in as we head into the open cup uh houston played austin they had a a uh <laughs> they had a half uh, a half uh field goal that was very that was very nice uh but then there wasn't much after that uh, and Austin rallied back to to win the game. So, and that was at home as well. So, um, I, I think Houston is not a good team, and I think DC could take advantage of it. And then you got away to Miami, which uh, they're not they're not a they're no slouch. So, um, I, we'll see. I, I think I think this is this is a time. I think you you have every people have every right to be concerned about the future of this team, about where this team is going. If we're talking short term right now. Um, I think it's too early to tell like where this team will finish necessarily in in 2022. MLS season is long. The yeah. the performances you've seen will have not given you any sort of hope for that. So you're really relying on the potential of the players that you've seen and also seeing what Taxi can bring over time and wondering if there's, you know, an, another DP is promised but then also maybe other reinforcements. So all you can really do is look at the team in front of you and judge it. And I think you're you're you know, Lucy Russian says this is a playoff team. Dave Casper says this is a playoff team. It's harder to miss the playoffs than make the playoffs uh, it, with the way that the structure is. So you'd hope that they would be. Uh, but I think you're also. I think you can also look at this team and say there are noticeable holes that didn't get filled, and some of the players that get brought in maybe are not up to snuff. Oh, and there's no depth in certain positions, and I don't think this is a playoff team, and that's fair. I don't think that's out of line. But and if you want to be a doomer about it, I. Ted and I have slightly different views on this. I am I am totally okay with people 
being doomers and, and yelling, uh, at least we had fun at Twitter. Okay. I mean, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Like, admins, admin doesn't care. I think that it just makes it more unenjoyable. I think there are lots of people on Twitter or maybe even in the Twitch chat that sort of, I don't know if they draw strength from from being upset or sad about the team or angry about the team. Maybe they do. Um, but overall, it's, uh, you know, it's just it's just soccer, Greg. Like, it's, 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 uh, we only know how it's going to go each week, and that's all we can. We can. You can be happy about it, or you can be sad about it, but it won't change the way the games are played. You know, do do whatever you want. All I will say is that it is derivative and completely uninspired after like day, basically after the first person that posted it. Um, so you're being unoriginal, and I will feel full full credit in calling you that and calling you unoriginal when when you do that. But by all means, go ahead. Post away. Ted will Ted will do that. I will say, hey man, cool joke. <laughs> I don't care. So, all right, let's wrap this. And, let's wrap know, this thing well, Let me just let me just say, I, I do understand people's, you know, th- and there's people that are frustrated in the chat, and I absolutely understand that. I absolutely see all that. I do. And my biggest thing is, I don't know if I could keep doing this show. I don't know if I could keep, even really like investing as much in this team if i didn't hold out some sort of some sort of belief or some sort of idea that this team could potentially and i might end up looking like a fool because of it um but that's that's how i operate um i think it's fully fair to criticize this team for the many many things they've done and i have criticized this team on many many things some things they've corrected and they've been very very slow to correct those things my my place comes from a a a hope that this team can put it together because otherwise I don't know if I'd want to keep doing the show if I didn't think those things. If I ever stop thinking those things, that might be the last time I appear on the show. Yeah, it'll so, be it'll uh, be a monologue. Uh, it'll be a ninety-minute monologue. We don't really want to do that. I don't think I don't think that's where we want to go. But yeah, man, uh, their Houston game is coming up. I believe is there a winner in the chat? I'm not sure if there was a winner. If they were informed, or they get a free ticket? We're going to be giving away a free uh, home game ticket for every remaining DC United game. These are not given to us by the team. It sounds like it is when I talk about that. Like uh, the team gave, we, they did not. They did not give us anything uh, at all. So that came from someone else. So I really appreciate that. But uh, do we want to make a prediction on the Houston game? The, you said the Houston game from a score perspective. Uh, Houston Houston beat Atlanta or uh, Austin on a almost full field goal, half field goal. Um, <laughs> uh, two nothing. Two nothing. Houston or yeah, DC? DC. DC. Yeah, I think DC. I'm gonna go two one Houston. That, no, is... that was what I was gonna be to go with. I'm like, ah, eh, why not? Yeah, well, listen, we gotta keep them. Yeah, we gotta keep them separate because nothing, nothing makes sense. Yeah, Kempen <laughs> goes from a seven and a half mob foot mob to three to ten. That's how it's gonna be. He's gonna get uh, have fifteen saves. Yeah, uh, we'll see. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be bad weather. I don't know if you can believe that. I don't know how it is down in Richmond, Ted, but today it was like 80 degrees, and I think on Saturday it's gonna be rainy and in the 50s and 40s. So. Sorry about it. Fun times. Hey, hey, that's when we played. We have played well in that type of weather. So maybe, maybe that's what we need. Um, all right, folks. I think that's going to do it for this episode of United 96 uh, here on the Arthur Refugees Podcast Network. Uh, if you guys uh, check us out, we're on uh, on Twitch every Monday. If this is your first time checking us out, uh, please be sure to uh, go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Refugees. Your donations help us a lot. Um, and, uh, also, uh, if you do, uh, donate on Twitch too, if you're on the Twitch stream, uh, 
please feel free to to give us your free Amazon Prime sub. We also have merch, so please check out offcarryrefugees.com slash merch for all your merch needs. We will catch you guys next week, hopefully for happier times. Vamos. Vamos.